It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube, where if you are watching, you see the Grinch who stole something. What'd you steal, Anthony? The Commander Soul. Oh, if it sounds a little muffled on your radio, it's because Commander, or it's because <laughs> Anthony's wearing a full-on Grinch mask. Um, do you? It's such a funny uh, juxtaposition because Anthony has the biggest megawatt smile you'll ever see, and he is that. The mask is kind of mean looking. It's the Grinch, so of course it's mean looking. And yet, you just... Also, I got to give Anthony credit. Pulled a pretty good funny on me earlier today. (laughs) I should have taken a picture right as I did it. Or right as you did it. Um, But you, like, peered in the window of the the studio that I was sitting in. And all I saw was this kind of frightening mask all of a sudden. Yeah, I went around the station today, like, just creeping everywhere. You know how the Grinch moves where he... Yeah. He's constantly on his toes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I didn't get. Uh, Did you get I, anybody? You. That's about it. I you had didn't Chris, really get me. I was just like, I had Chris Russell do a double take. Uh, CK just acting as, as if nothing happened. I walked right past CK. And CK was like, "Hey," I was like, <laughs> "I guess he knows I, I'm under this mask." Uh, I don't know. Uh, the boss. The boss is a bit swamped at the moment. I think yeah. the end, the end of years are hitting him. Oh, uh, or that too. Yeah, he's, Got a lot of stuff on that on that desk of his. Yeah. Um. You, did you try Grant and Danny at all? Uh, they were on air when I walked in on uh Clary and Chris, and they saw me from like the hallway somehow. Like I didn't even get to like get into the studio, and they were like laughing already. So, oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. I know. I know. Damn. Who else can we get tomorrow? Uh. If Darius is back, oh, Linnell will be in. Oh, that's true. You can get Linnell. Can definitely get Linnell. Oh, I can get Dares too. Yeah. If uh, if Landfill, like you just got to get here. I mean, yeah, Landfill get... stays and works for a while after J or after B Mitch and Finley. I'm gonna try to get here early so I can see B Mitch and Finley too. Yeah, because they Landfill like kind of works like I do in a in a separate side studio that has a window that you can peer in. Yeah. So you can do that, but also you can go down like PGC and try to get Poet. Oh, that could be. But she's going to see me walk in. Yeah, you just have to have the mask hidden. Okay, yeah. It ain't that hard to dip somewhere, put a mask on, come back out. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's time to go around the NFL. It's 530 on a Monday. Uh, Yet another misery Monday. Wait, you hit the music? Or am I hearing things? Did, did you hit it? Yeah. Okay, because I hit it too, but my fader was down. Oh, I was confused. That tripped me out because if we wanted to... Oh, there it is. A cacophony. We we can go with yours. Oh, that's fine. I just normally, I'm the one who hits it for this segment. Oh, I think on Fridays I play it. Oh, yeah, that's you're, true. You're from home. Yeah, because I don't have the music in front of me. Yeah. And that was a fair... Hey, I'd rather be over-prepared than under-prepared. Yeah, change up for the show. Normally we look at each other like... Uh, we're, the t- we're the infielder and the outfielder who lets the, the ball drop between us. And I was like, I'd rather have two guys going for it. It's actually, no, we could just execute properly, but no, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, 
Starting with the Saturday games. Well, first of all, what are our records going into the week, sir? Uh, going into the week, you had a seven-game lead over me. Uh, you were 126 and 78, and I stood at 119 and 85. But I don't think I made up any ground this week. Well, I lost some. We both got the Raiders game correct. Uh, Raiders Chargers. That was the Thursday nighter. We talked about that last week. How about Jake Browning and the Bengals? Uh, first game on Saturday. The comeback, 21 point, point fourth quarter. Brutal, brutal loss for the Vikings. Big day for Jordan Addison at two touchdowns. But at the end of the day, it's the two touchdowns that Browning threw, including one of the great plays that you'll ever see from T. Higgins. Um, I was at our uh, our gym's holiday party, and so I was at one of the local bars in D.C., and that game was on in the background, and I just was like mid-conversation with Rachel and, and one of our friends, and I go, oh my God, that's one of the greatest catches I think I've ever seen in my life. Not really one of the greatest catches, but like one of the greatest plays that I've ever seen in my life. Yep. For T. Higgins to catch that ball and then have the wherewithal to stay in bounds and like swing back over the the end line to break the plane to for what was ultimately the game tying touchdown in a game they win in overtime season changing type of play but just the awareness is off charts there yeah that that i couldn't believe it either <laughs> it it also it almost gave me like a uh, made me think back to you know jerome simpson the Bengals receiver that did the backflip over uh a cornerback yeah. or a db yeah, it made me play. think back to yeah. yeah. It, it made me think back to like one of those plays. Just like, how the hell did you manage to have the wherewithal to pull that move off in this moment right here? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, Reggie Bush jumping like Vic had a couple of those in his day. You know, Taylor Heineke reaching for the pylon, <laughs> but it's like it's not diving for the pylon. It's yeah. realizing all I have to do is break the plane. Yeah. So if I just wham, uh, I will give credit to my friend David Megida. Um, the, the friend that we were in conversation with, he was a big NBA fan as well, and he goes, "It kind of looked like the Draymond on your on uh, on Nurk." Oh wow, that backhand! Yeah, that's actually crazy. <laughs> funny, not funny, kind of deal. Um, but I was like, "Whoop, you're not wrong." We should find time to talk about that this week, by the way. Yeah. Um, what kind of a not kind of a, a, it's a weird situation. There's a lot seemingly going on there. Yeah, he's suspended for three weeks. At least. Four, but at least it's also weeks. like, why is everyone so nervous about Draymond? Like, there there seems to be, like, real concern about him as a human being, which is great, but also, like, seems to be a big kept secret in the NBA. We'll get yeah. to it. Uh, Steelers, Colts. How about Indy? Just putting it on Mike Tomlin's team. All of a sudden, there's rumors in Pittsburgh, a lot of media-fueled speculation, that Tomlin could get fired. That sounds crazy to me. That's not how they run their organization. And they're 500. I think it's a little excessive as well. Like, I I get it if you're a spoiled Steelers fan and you're always expecting more. But they've had three coaches basically ever. If not actually three coaches ever. I'm trying to remember when the, when the cutoff is for that. Pittsburgh. Steelers. Coaching. History. Whoa. Uh, list of Pittsburgh Steelers head coaches. Uh, from 19, or In 1933, they had Forrest Dudes, Dowds, however you say that. Uh, in 1934, they had Luby DeMello. 
1935 uh, and 36, Joe Bach. Uh, they, and it kind of was that same kind of... Uh, and that was as they were the Pittsburgh Pirates, by the way. The Steelers, you know, coach every one year, two year, three years, sometimes multiple. Our, our friend Joe Buck comes back a couple of times, not to be confused with Joe Buck. And then in 1969, they hired a guy named Chuck Knoll. Knoll was the coach from 1969 to 1991. Then Bill Cower took over, 92 to 06, and 07 through the present is... Mike Tomlin. They don't fire coaches. And they certainly don't aren't going to fire a coach in a season where they could still finish above 500. And by the way, their quarterback got hurt. And not that Kenny Pickett's awesome, but he's better than than uh whatever the guy they threw out there. Who is it? Uh Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Uh yeah, better than Trubisky, and now Mason Rudolph is apparently going to start this week. So I think I think Mike Tomlin gets a pass, and it's a miracle that they're at seven and seven. To be frank, now they need some personnel help in a major way offensively, and they need to make a really good offensive coordinator hire this offseason. But I would not be going sideways on Mike Tomlin. And by the way, if they do, every other team is going to line up to hire him, as they should, because he's a great head coach. Yeah, I think once they get that offensive coordinator posi- uh, position figured out, I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. They got a lot of talent, a lot of pieces over there. They just can't seem to, you know, put it together. And that's mainly Matt Canada's fault. Yeah, and it's hard to make changes in the middle of a season. Yeah. Um, And yet they're still 7-7. and Uh, Also 7-7 and now. um, And by the way, congrats to the Colts. We didn't talk about them a lot there. But, like, they're suddenly 8-6, and looking good. Minshew, three touchdowns, good stuff all around. Broncos now 7-7. and They got shellacked by the Lions, who... I, I told you on Friday, I was like, I think the Lions are due. They've had two wacky games in a row with a bunch of turnovers and terrible fourth down conversion stuff, and they just went out there and put it on the Broncos. 278, five touchdowns for Goff, another touchdown on the ground for Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, seven receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown. I mean... This is what the Lions offense can be. They're now 10-4, and four, and I still think they're a legit contender in the NFC somewhere in the tier below what San Francisco is doing. Yeah, so why can't they do this week in and week out, Craig? They're 10-4. and four. But still, when they were going through their lull, like they were struggling to move the ball, struggling to do anything on the offensive side of the Because the ball. NFL is hard. And really, they weren't. Like, they... They were, but they weren't, right? It was one of those where, like, you watch down in, down out. They do a lot of good stuff. And mm-hmm. then Dan Campbell would be like, it's fourth and six at our own 33. <laughs> let's let's go for it. And you're like, what? Yeah. Relax, bro. Just punt. And, like, you start to have to chase the game. The game flow is bad. It kills your confidence. It, it just, it was a bad, it was a poorly managed section of the season. And it also wasn't that long. Like, they're 10-4, and four and people wanted to act like they lost seven straight. It's like, no, that was the beginning of last year, and since then, they've been one of the best five teams in football. I'm still not all in on the Lions, Craig. I'm a hater, but who have they beat? Uh, fair. I mean, the Broncos, if they win this game, though, they're like, ah, oh, the Broncos are the hottest team in, in the league, blah, 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 blah. They dismantled them. Yeah. So, yeah, they need to beat good teams, and uh, it might be a next-year thing where they, like, really break through, but I think they're 
They're good. Uh, man, the Bears. What a terrible way to lose a football game as we, we get called it. to Sunday. By the way, 3-0 and Saturday. For both of us? No, I went, uh, on, oh, yeah, 3-0 and on, no, 2-1 and one on Saturday for me. I okay. had the, uh, the Broncos. That okay. Uh, 3-0, and oh, so 4-0 and oh start to the week for your boy. Yeah. Bears and Browns, I mean, oh, my God. What a ridiculous way to lose for the Bears in so many ways. You're up. 17-7, late in the fourth quarter. You give up a touchdown on a terrible, it looked like until the very last second throw by Joe Flacco that should have probably been picked. It's not. It sneaks into Amari Cooper. I mean, it's a great throw. It just looks like it's about to get picked. I don't even mm-hmm. say it should have been picked. But it definitely should have been a tackle situation. And instead, Amari Cooper slips by three, Brown, or three Bears defenders, gets into the end zone, and then they... Browns, uh, Bears give the ball right back. Browns come down, kick a field goal uh, for the win. And then the Bears get the ball back, or to go ahead, Bears get the ball back, and the Hail Mary is in Darnell Moody's hands. <laughs> All he has to do is hold on to it. And, it, and I mean, it's a tough one. It's bobbling. It's happening, happening quickly. But, like, it's in both of his hands. Like, there's a free for, freeze frame where you're like, oh, that's a catch. And the ball just kept on wiggling. And squirming, and no Browns defender knocked it out. He just dropped it. And that's how the Bears lose. And it was funny because I was talking, like Logan and I are watching these games at Tap Sports Bar because we're there doing the, the pregame show. And um, it's really fun, honestly, for a four o'clock game because we get to watch literally every other game, not even red zone style. It's just like your own mental red zone because every game is on uh, at, at Tap. And I'm starting to talk to Logan in the break of like, man, the commanders might be catching a huge break here because the Bears can win. Like, yeah, the draft pick gets a little bit worse, but I will take a slightly worse draft pick and the Bears' job not becoming open for the commanders. Like, that's the best case scenario where there's, you know, Frank Smith, the the OC in Miami, and Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, and whoever other top candidates are, the the less jobs that are open the more likely one of them winds up here. And I, I think this job in Chicago were the two best jobs on the market, depending on how, like where you are in your coaching career and what you value. Obviously the Chargers job with Herbert is going to be right there. But if you don't have to compete with Chicago for a coach that's wants some flexibility and a ton of cap space, then you're the best job on the market. And that game is really costly for the commanders in that respect. Now, the second-round pick they're getting from Chicago becomes better, despite Montez Sweat's best efforts, by the way. He was playing his face-off. But Flacco somehow finds a way. The Browns somehow find a way in a season where they're going to 9-5 because they keep somehow finding a way. Yeah, I think the defense also stepped up uh, down the stretch uh, when they needed them the most. But that pass from Joe Flacco to Amari Cooper, I don't know how he did it. Luck is on their side somehow. They're trending in the right direction, it seems. But you called it, Craig. The Bears are Charlie Brown. I really thought they were going to be go, be able to go out there and, you know, hang on to uh, to beat the Browns. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. They, they they just came up short, and they're the Bears. The, yeah. <laughs> they are the Bears. The Bears. Uh, Bucks, Packers, by the way. Very similar type of pass, uh, much shorter pass, much earlier in the game. But Baker on one of his touchdowns had an out route that he just lasered. And you're like, that's a pick six. Never mind. 
Wait, why is he still running? Oh my God, that's a touchdown. Just sometimes if you can beat coverage with a throw that you shouldn't probably make based off the read and you just you make a great throw you get defenders out of position your guys can run it's it's such a key trait for quarterbacks and baker yesterday uh had a couple of those he was awesome historically awesome he's the first quarterback ever as the bucks beat the packers 34 to 20 mayfield 381 four touchdowns no picks hit a perfect passer rating 158.3 158.3 first time ever an opposing quarterback has done that at Lambeau Field dang I didn't even know about that uh that stat right there I did not know but Baker Mayfield I'm rooting for the Bucks. like I, I didn't know I kind of am too I, I didn't know who I wanted to come out of the NFC South but I think the Bucks would be the most competitive team Mike Evans is week in and week out you know, reminding everybody who he is. And I think, you know, when free agency rolls around, he's going to have a number of suitors just calling his name. and his. I also number. think the Bucks are going to be like, Mike, you sure you don't want You sure you sure want to leave? You don't want to finish your career here? You don't want to be just a Bucks I mean, Bucks well, they better life? bring some people in, some, bring in reinforcements. For sure. But, like, if they can, if they can figure out a quarterback yeah. situation and they don't go full rebuild, like. Is Baker the guy? I mean, is Baker the I mean, if he leads them to a nine and whatever, ten win season. Um, I guess they got to win out to get 10. Yeah. But if they go 2-1 and one down the stretch, they finish 9-7, and seven and they are competitive in a playoff game, I think you at least consider it. But also, I don't know what their draft capital situation is. Like, do you call Chicago about fields? Mm. Like, do you, like there's going to be some guys. I mean, do you call Washington about Howell? Yeah, like, there's going to be some interesting situations. You do you call Arizona about Kyler? Do you, do you make a super play to go up in the draft and try to take Drake May like there's there's a lot of potential options for them or you middle of the first round and you know you you take a, a Bo Nix or a, a Penix or you know one of those guys and Baker's your guy for right now but you know does do Evans and Baker get along like I would there's a lot of talent in Tampa um, yeah it's gonna be interesting I think it's also interesting Bill Barnwell had them as a job he thought was gonna come open and they're probably going to win the division. So we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition. Texans, Titans, big win for the Texans. Titans had this thing locked up, uh, it seemed, by halftime, 13-3. to Texans looked awful, Case Keenum. And then the old vet down there from University of Houston uh, playing for the Texans, figured it out. And by the way, I think it's only right that the Texans won this game because the Titans had the audacity to wear the old Oilers uniforms. Yep. They just, that's bad juju. That's bad karma. <laughs> you don't say, hey, we stole your team. Uh, and by the way, we're we're going to wear it against you. No, 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 no. Titans, uh, losers. Derrick Henry, super frustrated. One of the worst games of his career. Meanwhile, Singletary on the other side of it. 26 carries for 121 yards. And now the Texans wait to see if they can get C.J. Stroud back out of concussion protocol this week, but survive the week without him. Yeah, I mean, huge, huge one for the Texans. I was surprised that they were even competitive. They were down so many people. Nico Collins, C.J., Tank Dale. You had uh, linebackers, Brian Cashman. I, I just couldn't believe I thought the Titans were going to go out there and destroy these dudes. They just came off. They just had a huge win over the Dolphins. I'm thinking they're going to, you know, build on this. And they go out there and lay an egg. And then Will Levis also gets knocked out of the game. So Yep, sprained ankle, so we'll see what his status is. Yeah. Uh, Jets and Dolphins. Dolphins, 30 to nothing. Victors, uh, 
Tua Tagovailoa, 224, a touchdown. Mostert, two more touchdowns. Anthony, do you know how many touchdowns Raheem Mostert has on the season? He has 20. He has 20. 20. That's nuts. Jalen Waddle, eight catches, 142, and a touchdown in the route. Jets certainly will be pretty pissed off coming uh, or hosting the Commanders coming up this week. What a poop fest that game is on Christmas Eve. Chiefs and Patriots. Chiefs 27 to 17 victors. Mahomes, 305, two touchdowns, two picks, including one that went right off Kadarius Tony's hands. Could not have hit him more in stride. Mahomes was pretty frustrated afterwards, but they did get Rashi Rice going. Nine catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Saints, 24, Giants, 6. Uh, big hit on Tommy DeVito in this game. Knocked him out for a little bit, but he did come back, but not enough. Derek Carr, three touchdowns despite only 218 yards. Just a nice, judicious day for the Saints. How about this absolute crap fest? Panthers, nine. Falcons, seven. In front of 48 people at Bank of America Stadium. You see the pictures from yesterday? I did not see the pictures, but I did hear there were like 100 people in the crowd. It was as sparsely uh, attended an (laughs) NFL game. And, like, it's a bad football team that's pissed at its owner, that feels like it's got a lost season, and... It was a driving rainstorm. It totally makes sense. But, like, the Falcons, I'm kind of surprised there weren't more Falcons fans there. It's like five hours from and an easy flight on any number of airlines uh, from Atlanta to Charlotte. But just like, hey, we'll go we'll go somewhere else. We don't got to go to Bank of America Stadium for this one. Uh, but the, the Falcons, just a thoroughly embarrassing loss. Uh, and Desmond Ritter, one of the worst picks you'll ever see. He, like, breaks contain, rolls left, and you're like, all right, way to, way to use your legs. And he throws back across his body right to a Panthers defender. That was a red zone uh, turnover. And all in all, like, Panthers able to drive it down at the end, get in a field goal range, and kneel on the ball until one second left at the one-yard line. And then Eddie Pinheiro knocks in the 20-whatever-yarder. There's your victory for the Panthers. Uh, Rams 28, Commanders 20. I've talked about that one most of the day. How about another 40-piece for the Niners? They beat up on the Cardinals, 45-29. to McCaffrey, three total touchdowns. Purdy, four touchdowns on the day. Nice day uh, in the loss for Trey McBride. Ten catches, 102 for the young tight end from the Cardinals. Game of the day was supposed to be Bills-Cowboys. Kind of boring. 25 carries, 179, and a touchdown is, uh, for, for James Cook as the Bills just absolutely destroyed Dallas. Ran all over him. Micah Parsons after was like, I am very confused as to why we cannot take this thing on the road. This is a joke. We have got to fix this. And they do, especially if they don't win some more because then they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Josh Allen uh, kind of laughed after the game. Uh, He said, uh, I feel like the kid in the group project who didn't do enough of the work but still got an A uh, after he just turned around and handed the ball to James Cook for most of the day. And the defense showed up big time. How about after what Dallas has been doing offensively, the Bills defense holding them to just 10 points. Yeah, that was surprising. Uh, Dallas at home, they, they they seem like, you know, the best team, arguably the best team in the NFL. They hit that road, though. Like, I don't know what goes into it, though. You know, it's you're still lining up against uh, another, you know, NFL team, and, you know, you still want to follow through with the game plan and things of that nature. They, I think they just go away from – 
I couldn't even tell you to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's confusing. Just, they don't play as fast. They're not as comfortable. They're not as decisive. Like nothing, nothing flows. Uh, meanwhile, Baltimore doesn't seem to care where they are. Uh, big old win last night in Jacksonville, twenty-three to seven. Lamar, a nice easy fourteen to twenty-four, one seventy-one, and a touchdown. And oh, by the way, twelve carries for ninety-seven yards on the ground. Unfortunately for Baltimore, Keaton Mitchell, their star rookie running back, uh, nine carries, seventy-three yards before suffering a season-ending knee injury. That is a huge blow to Baltimore. But 23-7. Meanwhile, Jacksonville uh, just they can't get it going offensively. Lawrence, 264 and a touchdown, but also left the game after undergoing uh, or to get checked for a concussion. He's in the protocol. We'll see if he can play next weekend. All right, Anthony, how did I feel like I did I have a perfect week? You killed it. You went 13 and 2. Which ones did I miss? Uh, you missed the Falcons, uh, Falcons Panthers. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and then the other one you missed. Was it Bucks Packers? No, you got that one right. That was the one we fought over, and then I stuck with the Bucks initially, and then uh, laughed. You got. I don't know. I will, I will have to find it. How'd you do? I went ten and five. I did terrible. That's not. That's not bad. It's just you not, did really good. Though. Not what I did. Yeah. Bears? Did I pick the Bears? Oh, Titans. Titans oh, Texas. because I thought, yeah, with, with Case Keenum. Yeah. Damn. Oh, well. 13-2. I'll take it. Uh, and who we got tonight? Do we, we don't, still don't know if Jalen's playing tonight, do we? Uh, They said he's trending in the right direction. They say Geno Smith is trending out. So uh, I'm changing my pick to the Eagles. I'm going to uh, stay with the Eagles. Yeah, so. I, th- I think I'm going yeah, to agree with you. All right, we'll uh, we'll check in on that tomorrow. But the the lead is growing. We're we're trending the right direction. By we, I mean I. Uh, when we get back. How did we trend in our pick six? We will discuss some key commanders, some of whom played all right, and some of whom their lack of good play was a big reason why Washington lost. Pick six is next on a misery Monday on the team nine eighty.